I got an advertisement? I did too. I hope it didn't stop it for everybody. I did not I get an advertisement. did. I have another advertisement? I don't know what's going on with YouTube, but... Okay. Elder Scrolls Online is apparently very, okay. very important. <laughs> um. Oh! Ah. The blue they shell just dodge. threw off a blue shell. Oh. Hell yeah. This game's great. I got, I got my another ad. There's another advertisement, <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah. Some of us might miss like five seconds at a time, unfortunately. Thanks to Thanks to Sherwin Williams. Hey everybody, and welcome to the most exciting podcast in the history of podcasts. That's right, folks, you found it. Number one on the top of all of the charts of our friends and families that pretend to support us. Get it's Need for Speed Running. <laughs> we go fast, we love games, and you better believe we throw bananas behind us when we drive our cars. I'm Loaf of White Brad, otherwise known as, I, don't, I like all the characters, it's tough to choose. I'm going to go with uh, Yoshi. I do like the Yoshi mm. egg. I like that power up, but double dash specific Yoshi. I'll take that. And uh, who else is here today? Just jump in if you're feeling saucy. I'm Jay Hobbs, and I spent the last 30 minutes getting my audio recording software to work. Thank you, Adobe, which means I am feeling very much like Waluigi today. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. Uh, hi, I'm Ruby Hart. And I'm, I will say that I love baby Mario for how tiny and adorable and red his hat is. Uh, so I'm going to say baby Mario in a choo-choo train. And I'm doing pretty great. I beat a great video game earlier. Uh, my partner's back in town. Everything is well. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm Luigi's mm, Apartment. Nice. I, of course, play as... Um, the middleweight class, which is not advantageous or really fast for any reason at all, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So you play as Luigi. But yes, but, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, but your character <laughs> is Luigi. Yes, yes. Sorry, I Naturally. play as Luigi. Can't. Why? 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 Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> yes folks we are your favorite podcast about speedrunning video games and our, our topic today is going to be mario kart double dash but before we jump in uh gonna open up the floor uh what's new with everybody uh ruby said you just beat a wonderful game what else is going on yeah so i just beat tunic and i i had previously when we talked about it i had i had quote unquote beat it but as many people know, a lot of games have an ending and then they have like the true ending where you just go down the rabbit hole. But because Tunic is a game all about knowledge, you have to go real fucking far down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, so uh, Hobbs and I were geeking about it before uh, y'all got on the call. Uh, so we weren't mm. giving spoilers. Um, other than that, uh, been playing base, just a lot of tunic and a lot of Baldur's Gate. I wish I could say something more exciting has happened in my life, but like, that's basically been my life the past few weeks. <laughs> there, I did find a really cool brewery nearby that has like uh, queer nights, so that's really fun. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes monotony is exciting in its own <laughs> way. Like if you're if you're sick of running around, uh, you know 
traveling a ton or or whatever, just being too busy with work and other stuff, or just like sometimes you need those those rest and relaxation times, and that there's always a it's always good when you can find comfort at home. Yeah, right? I will say that like from the ages of like six to the ages of twenty five, I was constantly running from like school to rehearsal to honors classes to like a million things. So I've just been kind of treating this year as when I'm not traveling, I'm just trying to catch up on all the free time I fucking lost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good way to do Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So that's me. Yes. J-Hobbs, how many hours are you into Spider-Man 2? Oh my God. So many. (laughs) It's so good. It's so great. Um, no, it's been – we won't spoil stuff even though now it's been a, a few weeks. Um, but like if you, have, if you have a PS5 or if you have a friend who has a PS5 who's willing to let you borrow it for a week or so, um, play Spider-Man 2. It's great. And if you don't have a PS5, play Spider-Man 1 on PC um, and <laughs> pl- then play Miles Morales on PC uh, because they're also great. But yeah, Spider-Man 2, stellar casual game. The routing – is I really like um, in this game, it's a lot more interesting than I think the first game was routing wise. Um, there's a lot more of a puzzle to it, which I adore in speedrun routing. Is, is it because um, that fast travel is just so good? It's it's actually less so than you would think okay. about the fast travel and more that the upgrades in the first game that are really good often are just like out of this like like the the time cost to get the the tokens for them are just never going to happen like they're never going to save back the time to get them because they require a lot of the good ones required base tokens in the first game mm. and some extremely powerful abilities are just very cheap in the first game so you just get those and then you don't care about other upgrades as much uh whereas in this one Is there any carryover from the first game? Oh, plenty. Yeah. Like, you basically can do almost everything you could do in the first game. But is it dependent on your save at all, or is it just... No. Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't, like, carry over, like, like an old Ratchet & Clank game or anything uh, where you get a discount if you've got a Rack 1 save in (laughs) Rack 2 or whatever. Um, But no, but it's just you start the second game with basically everything you end the first game with, um, almost. Like, not not quite everything. Um, But it's it's been really fun, really fun puzzle uh, for the routing and uh, it's been really fun to, like, learn the movement and learn the combat and uh, do runs of it. I've, I've been spending, like, so much time offline just doing, weirdly enough, data collection for the game. Yeah. I've spent, like, so much time just being like, okay, let's go through this mission. Wh- which cutscenes are skippable? Which ones are unskippable? What are cues for all of them? Like, what? how much... Uh, time do I have here? Like, what is the next objective that I need to do? You're already routing it, basically. And like, (laughs) yeah. And on top of that, going and being like, okay, how much experience do you get from this mission? Like, where where are all these uh, tokens? How much do these skills cost? What kind of uh, resources do these upgrades and these gadgets cost and stuff like that? So uh, it's just I was doing so much data collection and now most of the data has been collected and I could finally like sit down and like bounce ideas off of like one other runner and do some routing and be like hey all you other people this is that have just been running the game you're you're gonna lose like six minutes to this route that we're, <laughs> we're gonna cook up now that there's all this info um but of course making all that data available to the entire community and uh making sure that it's something 
I, I, with this game, I've been trying to like make documents that are going to survive forever um, for the game. So that way, if somebody wants to make a new category down the line, they don't have to start from complete scratch. They'll be able to to see like they'll have all of that data at their fingertips um, as well as like I made maps for all of the like required mission stuff. And then I'm changing those maps based on the X, the collectibles we're getting in the routing and making a whole note system. It's a whole thing. Uh, I, I, I love it. I might like see if other, if like communities want to commission me to make like route guides or something for them. Cause it's, <laughs> it's weird, nerdy fun for me, but it's also a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I say, if we weren't doing like a GDQ schedule episode next, to be like, okay, so just just run down like everything you've done because you're like you've been busier than I thought with this game. So that's really cool. Yeah. Stops aren't usually 20 hours, though. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that also probably needs like visuals to it, mm-hmm. too. Like so I can show here's all of the, the documents. I mean, I could link everything, I guess. But uh, um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot that's of cool. like work in a weird way, but it's been very fun. I've got to just keep playing the game. I haven't even done an ultimate playthrough. I haven't even done the hardest difficulty <laughs> playthrough because I did my first playthrough on the hardest one that you can start with, and then you unlock a harder one when you mm-hmm. beat the game once, which is the same as the the other games worked. Um, and I haven't even gotten to that because I'm like, well, time to dive immediately into speedrun data collection and routing and stuff. So my, my days have been filled with just quite nerdy things but it's been very very fun <laughs> honestly i'm really glad to hear that last episode we we were thinking about you and how much you were playing spider-man so much <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think i couldn't be on the last one because i had literally been just streaming like all day <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh, you man, said oh yeah. there's there's three other people can i just miss this and play spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> And it's important I mean, to make time for video games as well. You I, gotta, I you gotta game, take a slice sometimes. When the game came out, I streamed a fourteen-hour day, a twelve-hour day, and a ten-hour day all back to back. Incredible. And then, you know, still did more streaming too. Um, like I, I often will be around twenty hours streamed a week or something, and I hit twenty in two days, <laughs> like <laughs> over twenty in two days, and I just kept going. Um, but yeah, game good. Go play the game. Game Hell good. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi, also, my, my good friend, how are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, staying busy. I haven't been playing too many games lately. I, I found myself with nothing to do on Halloween and was like, my cousin was like, play Animal Crossing. Okay. So I like, you know, did some trick or treating and Animal Crossing for a little while. Um, that almost identically mirrors my Halloween, by the yeah. way, except replace Animal Crossing with Stardew Valley. And yeah. that was Ooh. exactly my my Halloween. Do you I get trick-or-treaters where you are? Because I was so excited to have trick-or-treaters, and we had two people show up the entire night. Mm. Seriously? Yeah, I was astounded. Do, do you get them, Luigi? We had a handful, but like, okay. but yeah, it was like all at the end, too. Like maybe 10, 10 people all together. So for us, it was the other way. It was all at the start, and I was in a meeting for the start of it, so I didn't even I, I missed I missed all the the trick or treaters. Kid, yeah, kids are getting lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I know what we were out there as long as we were allowed, you know? <laughs> like, from the first minute to the last minute, and you had a pillowcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't know what's going on. Go back for another pillowcase, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got a, a a new thing I like doing on Halloween. I was at a friend's Halloween party. 
and they were doing stuff inside, getting food ready. And they said, go outside and deal with the trick-or-treaters. And my new thing is just getting all of their costumes pretty wrong. <laughs> just like, oh, we got ourselves a little Minecraft here. <laughs> That's good. I like that. You must be that Naruto guy, huh? And it's just uh, it's something way off. I just essentially five oh, different you, you're nouns. You're that Metroid. The, the Metroid one. <laughs> Look, we got a halo. That way the kid can go, no, it's. <laughs> I I thought I had plans for Halloween. I was invited to yeah. a friend's party and I was so excited and I had my costume. Uh it was an animated character theme party, so I had my Spider Gwen and uh oh, sick. Yeah, so like the day of I get a message from the person having the party saying, Hey, I just wanted to check in. I was like, Yeah, I can't wait. Should I bring something? And she was like, Oh no, honey. It was two days ago. <laughs> so, like, I had written the date down wrong, and I thought it was the day of Halloween. So I ended up just being like, oh, okay, and then played Marauder's Gate instead. So, like... Um, that's okay. Back to doing what I was yeah. doing. Listen, yeah. I got to flirt with Carlac on Halloween. Like, I, there is no downside. Hmm. Is that the vampire? No, uh, the vampire is Asterian. Um, Carlac is the beautiful tiefling barbarian. Um, okay. because I'm obsessed with giant women and also her personality. Like I already saw her design and my friends were calling me out before I played it saying, we already know <laughs> who you're going to romance. And then I met her and our personalities are so alike that I was just going, okay, game, this is rude. <laughs> Why would you do this to me specifically? But it's delightful. <laughs> so yeah, it, I was talking to my buddy the about, game, you'll understand. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was talking to my buddy about Baldur's Gate the other day and I said, Hey, how's it going? He's like, I had sex with a vampire guy. <laughs> and I, he's like, I've been right thinking on. about it a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> Making him question some things. Well, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen Interview with a Vampire, but I've heard it's pretty striking. Uh, mm. I, I've never seen the original, but yes, vampires, are, you know, they're, they're beautiful creatures. Speaking of, uh, not video game, but the new uh, TV series adaptation of Interview with the Vampire is fucking incredible. I've seen some of the episodes of that. Me and Carly started that the other day, and I was very impressed. Yeah. yeah I like those actors. Mm-hmm. Well, anything I else out here? Cool. Not well, Brad, along. Brad, what have you I've... been up to? Well, uh, man, Final Fantasy X. Uh, has been what's been on my plate uh, as of late. Mm. And yes. last last night, uh, Titus and Yuna could not give each other the hug. It was the, the fateful moment. We are doing a, I think, a three-part episode on the dog cast about Final Fantasy X. So my brain right now is just cramming dumb information <laughs> in there. Did you know, canonically... Titus goes into a mobile game between 10 and 10 2. Like that I found sounds that out. about right. And Aron, big spoiler warning, has a daughter. Like there is some weird shit. And like it, Kazushige Nojima, once they let him start writing novels about your games, you're like, well, th this canon is donezo. Like, well, also, uh, it's a Nomura joint, right? Like, you know, FF10 F characters are. are Nomura, I believe. So, like, he, he, he did the character designs. So, okay. But, yeah. the, like, the story and scenario always comes down to uh, Kazushige. 
But still, if mm-hmm. I, when you're working with the Kingdom Hearts guy, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's just gonna happen that the they're gonna be wild. But like, I haven't played FF10 since I was a kid, but I still consider it one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Like that that game's really fun. I would argue it is the best turn-based battle system in an RPG. It's it's real good. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't honestly I don't think I disagree. I I the, do like Octopaths quite a bit. Um. But I don't find myself going back and like finishing Octopath, whereas FF10, I, you know, I I played basically that whole game. But so. that's that's not the battle system's fault. Okay, that's not Octopath's True. battle system's fault. <laughs> True. Fair. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I I was just gonna second that. I I think Final Fantasy X, in my opinion, is one of the best RPGs that's just been made. Granted, the voice acting leaves a little bit to be desired for some moments. <laughs> Whatever but do you mean? I, t- <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't point to any specific moment, especially mm-hmm. including laughter. But <laughs> four hours so of speed run, yeah. But it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed there's the, there's to the be defender. The defender has entered the chat. Yeah, I, we uh, were waiting listen, for it. <laughs> I, I still agree the scene doesn't work, but I don't blame the voice actors. I blame the voice. Uh, I, I blame the direction and the writing for that specific scene more than I blame because J- I, I like James Arnold Taylor. I think he's great. So mm-hmm. what what else do you know James Arnold Taylor from? Ratchet and Clank and Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, and he does the animation domination voice on Fox. Uh, there, uh, okay. yeah, there, there's a can of worms to the voice acting in 10. I won't get too far into it, but a lot of it was they had to match you know, the previously recorded uh, mouth movements-ish. Mm-hmm. And also they had to shorten the dialogue for like the way it fit into the PS2 disc. Like they couldn't record long things at a time, so that's why it's very stilted. And also it's mm-hmm. like they're doing voice acting outside of the room. But that's one of the reasons that Waka does a mm. lot of the yas to like fill in the blanks before and after things. Oh, but, uh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I will say the voice actors for Oron goes hard. Uh, Ject is really good. Uh, Sid's great. I mean, uh, James Arnold Taylor, though. Okay. I just have one thing to say about 10. Uh, <laughs> the game opens <laughs> up and you have Nobuo Uematsu just laying down the most fire Xanarkin theme you've ever heard. It is the most beautiful little piano thing. And Tita stands up wearing half a later hosen, 25 different colors that don't go together. And he's rocking the Meg Ryan. And he says, this is my story. And I'm like, I've never felt like a, such upward and downward momentum. Like a tornado could have started right there from all of yeah. the good and bad happening at the same time. Did anyone else feel the tone shift? I, I don't disagree. But I will say yeah. random side like tangent thing uh-huh. that we're down this rabbit hole. Uh, James Arnold Taylor has a YouTube channel, actually, where he goes deep into, like, the behind-the-scenes work of, uh, like, voice actors, like, especially voice actors of the modern age and how they, they go about recording things. Yeah. Um, if, you're the, if you're like me and you just love learning facets about a profession or about a, a, a trade or whatever that you know will, you, will never be you um, – what like watch some of that stuff because he he straight up would like get permission from some companies to let him record the session and then like you know talk like show you the session and and show you every part of it and talk about it he he auditioned for like a voice match for uh 
uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is, as Stephen Strange, like as, as Doctor Doctor Strange um, mm, for okay. like a trailer or something. He did, he he s- says in the thing, he's like, I don't think I'm the match for this, so I'm, I don't think I'm going to get it. And he doesn't air it until like after the movie comes out. Um, but it was just really fun, like getting to watch somebody, especially like who thinks that they are not the right fit for like that specific thing, um, show you the behind the scenes and show you how they go about doing it. That's cool. So that, yeah. there's a good starting place, honestly, that video. I think it's a good one. That's really neat. I was able to interview John Eric Bentley, the voice of Barrett from the Seven remake and Rebirth one time, and that was fascinating. He said that he accidentally used the Barrett voice in a drive through at Starbucks one time. <laughs> kind of scared the person. Uh, that, <laughs> that story always makes me happy. But uh, <laughs> the, the, game, uh, the game we're talking about today is not a Final Fantasy X. It nope. is the fourth entry in a series, uh, and it is a beloved game, uh, one of my favorites. We got uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah! <laughs> Let's and go. Finally, we're doing a racing game, finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, what What is it about racing games that make them maybe like less amenable to speedrunning sometimes, or maybe you don't see them as often? Well, okay, so... <laughs> I'll jump in here. I, I, I'm to set the audience expectation. I am not a big fan of racing game speed runs. I'm not a big fan of kart racers to begin with. Just like mm. I, I played, I played plenty of Double Dash as a kid. You know, um, we we play Mario Kart. It's the thing you do, right? Like I, I played Burial Kart in college, where you got to right. pull over to the side of the road of and stop, come to a complete stop before oh, you can drink, 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 drive. And drink yeah. and drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, pl- did plenty of that. That's all good, good fun. But I've never been like wild about them, especially the older I got, the the less I, you know, uh, enjoyed them. Um, but that is all personal taste. Like a- every, anything I say about racing game speedruns is my personal taste. There are hundreds of submissions to the Double Dash leaderboards. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is often lauded as a fantastic speed game by the people who love that kind of thing. So just know. Like it, if it's not my cup of tea, that doesn't mean it's a bad speed run. Uh, it's just not not my kind of thing. Uh, but I think I think what it is is that for me, one of the reasons I fell in love with speed running is it was so like mind blowing to me to watch people take a game that meant a lot to me uh, as a kid or whatever and play it in a completely new way that I never right. would have thought about. Like it's not the point. Like, like yeah, doing the speed exactly. run, like it's, yeah, this isn't the point of the game to do this. It's not the point, And you're finding all of these, like you, you have to, you end up knowing so much about the game in order to, to play the game that way. Right. In order to speed run a game, you, you have to know like mm-hmm. every aspect about it. And for a racing game, your entire point is literally to go fast in the video game. Like that is already the goal. Um, they are on tracks. You have like from from sometimes main, yeah true they're not always on tracks but like from a main perspective you you have kind of a limited like about how low it can go until we start getting into the wild stuff which we will obviously talk about today mm-hmm. um and i don't know it's just never been my cup of tea to like yeah take the milliseconds off same with like i don't like f1 you know i don't i don't really like racing in in general uh i love speed running for taking games that aren't about that and completely turning them into being about that mm-hmm. one so, thing that i oh, go ahead oh no i was just gonna say so it sounds like hobbs not a huge mario kart person uh 
How many people in this room are Mario Kart people? Just show of hands. I, my hand is uh, defo up. My hand is up. I got two up. hands up. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Brad, Leave please. your hands up if you think this is the best Mario Kart game. Now, I will say that. I'll join. Okay. I'll, I'll, ooh, actually, Mario Kart DS has some some real fun back of the bus memories for me because <laughs> mm-hmm. we would play that every bus ride home in middle school. So that's fair. You, you might know. have more Mario Kart love if you had more memories. If you were surrounded like you need a solid group of people around you and Mario Kart's just what you do. Me yeah. and no, we friends. played plenty of Mario Kart. We played a lot. We played a lot of Mario Kart, and okay. I'm still not itching to go play DS again. I, even if I think it's the best one, but Double Dash is also very good. I, I was. I remember that one being fun. I really love Double Dash. Don't get me wrong, but I do actually think the Switch Mario Kart is the best one because of the fact that it not only has original tracks, but it imports and update so many tracks from Double Dash from 64 so it feels like a loving homage to the entire series that might just be me but no Smash Ultimate did it it's it's very yeah it's very much (laughs) Mario Kart distilled it is it is the controls it's got the hops when you turn it it's it's got like like classic Mario Kart just running on all cylinders and Double Dash is very much not classic Mario Kart and it's like mm-hmm. a whole other beast. And being good at double dash, like there's nothing quite like being good at double dash in like Mario Kart. Like it just doesn't feel the same. It's it's hard as hell. It's ridiculous. And it's like, it's just so good. When you take like <laughs> turns in Wario Coliseum, there are just some turns that like every time I hit them, like I just like, I feel like a god. <laughs> just doing baby park completely sideways the whole race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's probably not healthy, but I still feel like a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, learning how to snake on Mario Kart DS. Dude. That, yeah, that 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 was, like, wild. DS in particular, I think, had, was, like, very big on the just you're always snaking. That's, um, yeah. Doing the, the boosting back and forth instead of just doing turns and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um yeah, honestly, that one is yeah way more about the memories. Yeah, because it's fun. You could play that online, but eventually it was just like, okay, it's one guy who's just snaking the entire time, and like right. I can't catch him. It was a lot more fun playing <clears throat> local, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> local multiplayer. The yeah, best part about the Nintendo DS. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, local uh, local multiplayer in the back of a uh, school bus. Uh, good times. Good, mm-hmm. absolutely good times. I I really got into Mario Kart with a 64. Uh, Mm. So my dad and I didn't have a lot that we bonded over when I was growing up. Uh, But I was the kid that he very much treated as the like, oh, you like boy hobbies. And these are the ones we approve of. So we'll let you have them. And when they finally got around to like, yay, you can play video games. He realized how much I was playing Mario Kart and how good I was getting at it. So he learned. And then every day after he got home from work, we would actually sit down and like Aww. play Mario Kart 64 together. And then I, when I got the GameCube, he fucking hated Double Dash so much because he had learned <laughs> the original mechanics that he bought his own N64 and Mario Kart <laughs> so that he could just play 64 instead of Double Dash, which I think speaks to like how different and how much more challenging it is. But I love Double Dash. Like it's a good mm. game. <laughs> Yeah, I, I lived mm-hmm. with uh, three other guys, uh, 
two bedroom apartment. This was, you know, I was 19, 20 and we played double dash. I would say over 500, uh, 500 hours in the course of a year. Nice. Uh, that was mm-hmm. just, that was what we did. And it was to the point where we were all hundred percent flawless. We, I mean, it was common for at least a couple blue shell dashes to be done uh, throughout the night. That's yeah. And, you know, that's just fancy. That's just how you do it. You're getting fancy then. <laughs> double, yeah. Double dash took a lot of big, big leaps. The whole uh, two players on a cart. Uh, yeah. That I think messed with a lot of people. And the game, it does look a little slower. I feel like it's got more of a weight to it, the carts, than some mm-hmm. of the Mario Kart entries. But yeah, getting back to what you said, Hobbs. Uh, one of the reasons I like speed runs of racing games and Mario Kart or kart racers in particular is they can talk about high level tricks and I can comprehend what they're talking about. You can tell me what happens in the Donkey Kong Country thing and I will never understand. You can break <laughs> it down into uh, preschool talk and I don't understand what you're talking about these all the Donkey Kong frames, you walk backward with a barrel. I don't know what's going on there, but when they talk about gates and turning around on a track and like you're jumping across to this and it like cues like a new lap change, when they explain that, I I, I get it. And that's one of the reasons I really like watching, uh, specifically I'd say Mario Kart speed runs, uh, but that's also- They are fun. I, you, you like watching speed runs of the games that you're familiar with. I've seen some Crash Team Racing ones. Those are good, too. Crash Team Racing is is fun. I did play a little bit of Nitro Fueled when it came out, but again, just it kind of reinforced. I was like, it's got like fun systems, but it reinforced for me that like Kart Racer is just not my thing anymore. Uh, and I will say my big racing game when I was a kid that I remember sinking just hours upon hours into was Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, mm. on PS2. And uh-huh. the problem with liking that kind of racing game more than kart racers is that the speed runs of them are like 36 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and things like that a lot of the time. Or 10 hours Oops. for any percent sometimes. And it's just... Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just... That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to jump into that anytime soon. I, I would say like I, at least my background is I, I... Like Mario Kart, Super Nintendo Mario Kart is basically... F zero, but a little slower and with stupid things you throw at things. <laughs> but it, you, you Man, know, that's a saucy review you just did right there. <laughs> oh, I mean, but like that's good. I love F zero, and I like um, I like Super Nintendo Mario Kart. I just I I've always sucked at it. Like even when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never been good at that one. Yeah, it's tough. Um, like Mario Kart sixty four was the first one I got like a hold of and like really was able to get good at it and yeah just friends in the neighborhood like that for a while that was required reading you you had to be like competent at mario kart um or you were just gonna get like trashed on so um (laughs) i think the thing that always like i never thought about it as a you know as a speed run game but but the thing that that always fascinated me about it was like there there have to be more secrets and shortcuts and things that I don't know about and I just haven't found. And, and this is like the nineties. And so like, you can't trust a a fucking word that anyone says about anything because they're all lying (laughs) to you. And so like, um, like, but I knew that they were like, like, Oh, there's ways to hop over the, the Wario stadium wall or like you can like bounce out of Chaco mountain somehow. And like, I've seen a guy do it and like, that'll end a friendship. God, the rumor mill, 
the rumor mill back then for anything like, oh, yeah, Sonic Adventure 3 is coming. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. there's always just it, – it was ridiculous back then. I still – I still will hold down B sometimes when I throw a Pokeball. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> you got it. There was always one friend that we were having a nice, friendly game of Mario Kart 64, and they just have to do the jump over the, the Wario Stadium, whatever it was. I'm not a 64 kid, but he jumped over, he did the skip, and that's a point just of contention. Park it there. Uh, intended shortcuts, absolutely allowed. That's in the game. But once you start doing the speedrun techniques, which it's also you're trying to go fast, but uh, you would hear loud voices so fast if you tried pulling any of that. <laughs> no. See, in my friend group, it was one of those. Uh, if if you were able to figure out how to do a really cool trick, you could mm. absolutely do that trick. But you had to teach everyone else how to do it. That way they could give a shot. try and keep up. Yeah, mm. so like at least it was fair. Uh, so like the one trick that we had figured out was the Rainbow Road jump uh, on the sixty four, and every mm-hmm. remake since has not let you actually do the jump, and they just remake the course, and it's sad. So. Yeah, it is sad. <laughs> yeah. The one in mm-hmm. the the one in eight sucks because it's like this is just it's one of those one lap courses, and like I don't want a one lap course. I want three laps that I can like memorize. And get really good at it. And so by lap three, I'm just wrecking fools. <laughs> like, I don't know. That makes me mad. That could be a, mm-hmm. a cool pitch stop. Uh, remakes that uh, maintain speed run glitches or techniques. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Ooh, that yeah, could be yeah, kind of yeah. cool. That is uh, a good or idea. Conversely, games that patched out and killed their speed run that patched out the cool glitches. Like Sex um, Percent being glitched, uh, patched out of Baldur's Gate. May it rest in peace. <laughs> you were ready for that one. You we knew. will always remember. <laughs> <laughs> I will always remember. <laughs> Oh, we, we, we don't know. Remember. Yeah, we will always remember. <laughs> remember it's not. It's like, not remember. Remember the the or whatever. It's it's remember. Remember. Sex percent percent should still exist in Baldur's Gate. The gunpowder treason and plot. Yeah. <laughs> that is a whole other rant that I could get on a different day about the like the uprising of speedrunners who are appalled about yeah. it. Uh, but one thing I was going to say is, Hobbs, I, even though I love kart racers and especially Mario Kart games, um, especially like as party games and multiplayer games, mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the same camp as you of I've never been that interested in racing game speedrunning. Just because it feels like kind of what uh, was mentioned before. This is kind of the way you're already meant to do it. So I understand what's happening when they talk about things. And it's really cool. I'm happy to be proven wrong if there's a really neat racing speed run. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just kind of feels like I'm looking at what I see normally unless it's really Mm -hmm. glitched. So I I would love if Double Dash could prove me wrong. Yeah, it's like even something like Trackmania where you do ridiculous shit in that game where you just get the 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 car flipping around and everything um mm-hmm. it, i still end up often getting that effect with it i i'm i i'm more interested in like a task of that game sometimes um because it it's just completely wild it, it you have to be familiar with it yeah mm-hmm. it's it's just uh it I, like I, they serve their purpose to me um as party games and it's just not my cup of tea for for speed yeah. ones. but that's why one of the things i love about this podcast is how often our opinions going into the games are completely different um <laughs> from one another and sometimes different from what we come back out of the game with so uh i i i love that and i'm happy to be proven wrong and the, the magic of double well, dash 
even something that is like a a racing game that maybe not with more modern stuff, but uh, definitely with older games where they have to like build their you know their own physics engine or or use something. God, I don't know if they had something they could use back then, but like uh, like San Francisco Rush has. A, a pretty strong community around it. Like people are still bringing <laughs> times down. And so it, that game has like, I would be fascinated to see how you, how you uh, manipulate the physics to like actually be good at that game. But I think, I think racing games, you would have to be familiar with them or like them or have a connection to them a little bit, but, but they also come with a timer. Like they have That's a true. timer right there. They're that, like, like, what, uh, what more do you need? That is the nice thing. You know you're getting speedrun tools for for you know you're getting a built-in timer. No matter what. No matter what. Uh the envy. Double Dash is kind of a different ball game though. Mario yes. Kart in general than other racing games because uh there's items and I imagine what I, are the, is the run today that we're going to watch does that involve other computer players? Are we doing like ghost trials? So it is a grand prix cuz we're going to do yes. uh we're going to do an all cup nice. tour. So there is just RNG all over this track, mm -hmm. and uh, it is a good party game because it's an equalizer. Mm -hmm. People in the back get the good items. People in the front gets, uh, get uh, different items. But another thing that's cool about Double Dash is not all racer is created equal. Uh, the small racers, the medium racers, and the big racers all have different top speeds and different advantages. Uh, it's great when you're the little one, like if you're in that little choo-choo, you can get hit a lot, but you get top speed fast. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're rocking, you know, the the Bowser car, you get a good top speed, but you get hit and it's gonna penalize you. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's it's a kart racer. So it could be anything happens out there. You could just have a random shell hit you. You don't know what's coming for you. Mm. And that that is a, a fun wrench to throw in anyone's speed run. <laughs> you could have the perfect run, and then, well, there's the blue shell that I can't control. There And another advantage for using small characters is your, your mini turbo will last for more frames. I believe it lasts for 30 frames for if you have two light characters. And then if you had two medium characters, it would last for 20, and heavies for 10. So they want as many... Mini turbo, you know, the, the as many frames as they can get, but uh, because it'll help them set up kind of uh, the the tech in this game is is very much like a pattern, and it is a pattern you have to get pretty good at, and also be ready to react to anything that is coming your way that will try and throw you out of that pattern and to deal with it. So it is a lot of muscle memory and being good at the game, but. I was just going to say, I, I love watching defensive play in Mario Kart. <laughs> Holding first place and managing your items, especially with Double mm -hmm. Dash, where you can hold on to items from the back. And, you know, different characters, you can be Yoshi and get your, your uh, eggshells when you're in first place, which you can drop that and get a star. There's like a, a there's a lot of randomness in this game. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, yeah, defensive Mario Kart is... A beautiful art form. Yeah, I'm, it's up I'm there with like uh, almost more painting. interested to see that. Like, I'm almost more interested to see how they deal with uh, getting targeted by CPU items and stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, Luigi, I know you looked a bunch into this run um, before this. Yeah, like before this episode here. Is there anything you wanted to kind of highlight that we should be looking out for? Well, I do also want to say that this this has always been the game I 
I go to to prove that Nintendo was terrified of of the 64 games they made and how people <laughs> just ripped them apart months after they were released. Um because you can go look at a lot of the GameCube stuff, and Sunshine's not perfect, but they still have to do most of it in the intended order. Or they eventually found Barrier Skip and Wind Waker, but it took years. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is just like it was impenetrable for the longest time. And even now, like the All Cup Tour world record doesn't use a lot of the shortcuts they found, but there was just like one shortcut found right after launch and that was it for a decade and a half basically so wow this game wow. Is, is pretty tight yeah um but it yeah th- th- i would say like the power slides work differently uh we don't have any hopping here and and brad correct me if i'm wrong but like when you hit, hit left and right like and you're just driving in a straight line you will punch to the side of you right but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're playing two player, the person in the back controls that. Yes, and they can really fuck up your game. <laughs> it but sucks. It's also like a free item if you're two if you're two players. It'll be like a full attack, and they and you can steal items from people next to you because you can run into people if you weigh more in this game. You'll you just like pop their item out of their hand. But yeah, like yeah. if you're playing with someone like co op, they can just like wreck the people around you. But it does cut your speed out. Um, so there's a number of different things. But it's things worth it to can, take someone out. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, but they will use that in this game to like, if, if there is a long, uh, power slide, like a big turn they have to take, they can do this very technical thing called uh, with the R button. Um, it, it is like very specific. You have to be spot on with it, but it will maintain your speed instead of losing it while you're going around a turn. Um, there's also another way to do that by just holding R and mashing the crap out of L. Uh, it's not as effective, but it's easier. <laughs> Weird. Um, and then the other main thing that they'll just be doing is it's kind of like snaking Hobbs. Uh, they will, they do this thing where they let off the gas during the, the boost, almost like mm. in Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong racing where you want to like not be holding the gas down. But not because it it maintains the speed for longer, but it can make your your line less bumpy and and you know, like the cart doesn't move around as much. So you'll see them doing pretty straight lines. Huh. That that is something I I have always when I have played racing games and stuff I have always enjoyed is the um the minutia of like. When do you let off the gas versus when do you press the brake versus when do you use the e brake if it's a game with like mm-hmm. different you know different brake and e brake and like yeah. I I like I remember in Need for Speed Most Wanted the answer was what do you mean let off the gas um, for a <laughs> long- <laughs> but no it was I I would never use the real brake but I would use the e brake and sometimes because that game has like a nitrous boost kind of thing you could like know you're going to smash into a wall but there's no damage to your car or anything so you just prep to like fly around a turn at max speed smash into the wall and then hit your nitrous like you save it for that Mm -hmm. to get you back up to top speed instantly instead of like losing a bunch of speed from hitting the wall i i play forza the same way (laughs) yeah i like the small aspects like that yeah you don't want to go up against my drivatar at all (laughs) yeah can you tell us a little bit about the run we're watching today luigi um, yeah, we're going to be watching the All Cup Tour glitched record, which I believe only one 
glitched shortcut. Well, and the original, which was Waluigi Stadium, where it's a very simple one. You've probably done it on accident. Um, but that will be in there, too. But the, the main one we'll see is Bowser's Castle, uh, which does... I do want to like set up a little bit before we get to it. Um, the the, the A tech is the, is what they use. Where I was talking about, they let off the gas during the boost. Um, that also like does some weird things to your model, um, causes it to like tilt back a bit. Um, on Baby Park, we will see them be like just going completely sideways, like <laughs> just like in a in a ridiculous way that actually does save time. Um, but when it when it causes the model to tilt backwards, you can actually do a hop in this game that is not intentional at all because this game doesn't want you to do the hop. <laughs> um, but you can make that work, and it will shoot your the the jump in Bowser's Castle will fool the game into thinking they've gone from forty percent of the way through the track to barely hitting the sixty percent of the way through the track um, trigger. And then flying across uh, the river to where the starting line was and picking up 99% of the track. And then they just have to, like, drive off the track for laps two and three to, like, get Lakitu to find them and give them credit for everything they just did. And then they get a lap. Interesting. So we'll see that. <laughs> um, if you if you want to know more about this this run, there is a summoning salt video. They will they will go into a lot of the tracks that we won't be seeing, but Bowser's Castle is the one we definitely will be seeing. Yeah, I know summoning salt is big on the Mario Kart games. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, like weirdly weirdly enough, like like you're saying, the glitch category doesn't seem to have a ton of extra. Um, stuff in it there it is less than two minutes faster than the glitchless world record um and the record from goomba is four from four years ago so like this thing has been uncontested second place is only a year ago but still um there's somebody somebody's good at this game it's been standing for a bit like the, the the tricks the actual shortcuts they found uh while cool are very difficult um and so a lot of Mario Kart 64 history is individual levels and ridiculous things happening. And then you'll see some of those in the the main, you know, all races thing. But in this one, yeah, they are there are a few of really like few really crazy tricks that just haven't made it into the actual world record because they are hard to do. Yeah. Someone's got to someone's got to take that leap and start resetting mm-hmm. 80% of runs or 90% of runs to get that one with it in it. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, why don't we move on to uh, watch the run? We're going to have a link to it in the description. We're also probably going to watch a couple other ILs just because we brought them up here. So, yeah. I want to see some of those tricks, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the one we're going to see, the Mushroom City one, is, is stupid. It's just <laughs> really stupid, and uh, I'm excited to show it off. So uh, check that out. Uh, we also will have the commentary for these at patreon.com slash possiblybad, and we will be right back. here live at Waluigi Stadium, folks. It is a big race today. 
and I'm standing here with my friend Luigi. Luigi, you uh, you're gonna be taking a part of this race today. Uh, how you feeling? That's right. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I don't know. The tires are. They're kicking. Uh, they're. They're kind of inflated, and uh, it's. It's right where I want them. It's kind of the sweet spot there. You know, I'm. I, I'm. I'm feeling good about today. So I saw a giant piranha. That scares me a little bit. I noticed you have a new patch on your jacket. It says PB. What is this possibly bad? Everyone's talking about in the streets. Yeah, that's uh, that's possibly better entertainment. We brought them in. They're a new sponsor. They uh, they got kind of the right uh, corner of my tail light. But uh, the good guys over there, they're doing this podcast, and uh, you could support them over at uh, Patreon.com. Slash possibly bad. This is not a very good Luigi voice, but hey, it's what we got. What the fuck is a podcast? Well, uh, I, I, that's more for my crew chief, uh, Toad. Do you got anything you want to tell them about that? Hello. Uh, yes, yes, Toad. Well, well, Toad, tell him all about the things at patreon.com slash possibly bad. You could be a sponsor. You could be an executive producer if you go to patreon.com slash possibly bad. You could be like our other amazing executive producers. Hey, Hobbs. Hobbs, another member of our crew. Who do we have as executive producers? <laughs> I'm so glad our members of the crew are Luigi, Toad, Brad, and Hobbs. Uh, <laughs> but thank, thank you for making me myself. Uh, yeah, we have fantastic executive producers like Hypiction, Cassandra, Ethan King, Professor Howell, Lisa Slack, Zio Dellup, Brian Ward, and new EP, Mildew Zero. So thank you all so much for being EPs of the show and helping us put this whole shindig on and helping to make sure that Luigi has the freshest tires at every pit stop. <laughs> I bet you can be possibly badass! <laughs> That's right, Toad. But it sounds like the race is about to get started here. We're going to let Luigi get on the track. Oh, shit. Make sure you check out possiblybad.com or patreon.com slash possiblybad. <laughs> Whatever it is, you want it. We got it. Somebody pop my tires. Good luck, Luigi. Ah, I think I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> already got hit by a red shell. All right, well, that's going to do it. <laughs> Hey, everybody. We're back. Wow. What a great day at the races. Goomba wow. out there just getting that record. Uh, exciting every step along the way. Now, I'm going to throw it right over to you, Hobbs. You're the person who's like, I don't I don't like Mario Kart. Oh, no. It's not for cool people. I don't like uh, racing stuff. Did this change your feelings at all? Spot on impression. Exactly what I said. <laughs> that's, your, that's your voice. That's how you talk. Not for cool people. Uh, <laughs> uh I'll be honest, it really didn't. Um, <laughs> it didn't change much about it. I, I will say that, like, I enjoyed it more than I expected I would. I thought I would be, like, really bored just because that's been my, my you know, uh, history with watching these kinds of runs a lot of the time. And I do think that specifically Double Dash was a good pick for the reasons you were highlighting, Luigi, earlier about, like, the way that the drifting and the, the mini boost works in this game. It did make it, like, very... Uh, like I don't know it just was very interesting like it was very cool mm. to see how fast they were going in a lot of places and it wasn't that kind of traditional snaking that you see in some of the others so like it it, it did make for a very interesting um, thing I was expecting to see more defensive play than I feel like we really got um, we saw the couple times we got like a blue shell skip or, or whatever were very cool um, 
But like, I don't know if this is me being jaded by like running games that get like stupid optimized and stuff, but seeing a four year standing world record that still like had quite a few noticeable it, uh, issues in it was surprising to me just because I know how intense the Mario Kart community can get. And I and a lot of it's probably just a ton of them moved on to Deluxe or something like that or, or Mario mm. Kart 8. But like or just individual I was levels. Little, yeah, or individual levels. Yeah, I was just a bit like shocked by that personally going through it. But you know, sixteen courses is a long is a lot of time to deal with the RNG, and it's not like you're it's going to be easy by any means. Oh. I'm not trying to diminish that. Um, All Cup Tour. But I was just a bit is, surprised. Is quite a daunting beast. Yeah, I wonder how many blue shells is expected in one sixteen race run. Yeah, I would like, like to know that too. Because maybe that was good RNG. Maybe that was like right. a not I think that bad. would help. That would probably help my frame of reference a lot to know that kind of thing. Like, all right, here's the thing. We are expecting to get hit by some item like three times per track or, you know, like like right. 30 times over the course of the run or something like that, right? Like that would have maybe helped a bit um, to go in with the proper context because as it was, it was like – Tracks where they weren't getting hit at all, they're matching their gold more or less, which is kind of what I would expect. And then some other tracks, they're like getting hit three or four times um, or like running into a thing. The nice thing was it did. It was very cool to see how quickly they were able to recover from that kind of thing, because we've all been there where <laughs> you run it, you hit something or you get hit by lightning or whatever, and it just completely throws off the entire game plan. Um, but yeah, for me, not massively not coming out of this one massively different <laughs> not turned to a big uh mario kart uh speed running fan uh but i was very excited by the energy you all were bringing to it i was i was having fun and it was a nice nostalgia trip too for to go just look at all these courses that i remember playing a bunch as a kid mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i will say when i was when i was putting the outline together i thought i missed something that that the all cup tour was like four years old. I was like that's not right. right. That can't be right. Because only Bowser's castles in here. Like you know, it, 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 something's got to be something's got to be wrong here. <laughs> so it, it might just be that competitive, or or just Goomba really nailed it. Um, and people are too afraid to try and work some of the riskier shortcuts in. Um, it's also very you, possible. Like some some games are just way gravitate way more towards like some specific categories than others. It's very possible that Mario Kart is Mario Kart Double Dash is more of a glitchless showing or something like that. Mm -hmm. I will say is, there are yeah. more there are more runs on the glitched category um, overall than there are on the glitchless. So take that for what you will. Um, but yeah, it was just. A little unfortunate we didn't get to see things like the Z glitch or the Z tech rather with the the golden mushroom. Uh, mm -hmm. I was expecting maybe to see that like once. I I, I know that like getting a golden mushroom is on is going to be really hard to do without giving up too much time, you know, delaying your uh, your place mm -hmm. in the race. But, Only saw uh, it once. Only yeah. saw it once where they purposely let people get ahead of them in dry dry yeah. desert so they could get uh, the item to do their shortcut. The at least star, the first time. I think it was right. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they could have probably pulled it off bit. with just a mushroom uh, as mm, well, yeah. but they just wanted to get some sort of a speed boost. Yeah, that was uh, neat. Yeah. I like. I did like that. Um, yeah, and four I, years I ago the... they didn't know about the flipping with the golden mushroom, but that's the course oh, they would have okay. done it on. Gotcha. Because the desert lets you go so far out into out of bounds that you can kind of just make Take a smaller a circuit for yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I'm 
I'm incredibly high on that run. I had a great time. Mm. Ruby, uh, what was your thoughts? What were your thoughts there? I actually am in the negative side on this one. Oh, really? Well, here's the thing. I know I mentioned earlier that, like, I love the Mario Kart games and playing them with friends. And I have never really been that enamored with uh, racing speed runs. And and typically of just, like... If I see them in a queue at a marathon, it's like, cool, that's not the one I'm going to take time to see. And now Mm. that I have seen one like full start to finish, it made me want to play the game more and made me way less interested in the speed run itself. So on one hand, yes, it's cool to see someone play a game you love at a high level. Right. On the other hand, like. I would rather hang out with a friend and see them do mm-hmm. the, like do a race because I'm hanging out with a friend and it's more about I don't know there's something about Mario Kart it's way more about the communal experience and if you just yeah. separate the game it, it's like with Brawl you know if you're just playing Brawl or or, or a Super Smash Brothers game with bots it's not going to be the same experience mm. so for me the the fact that i was hanging out with you all and like we could have fun watching some of this stuff that was a lot more important to me but i mm. don't think i i think my previous assessment of i don't think i'd like racing speed runs i think that was on point <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I yeah. actually I'm glad you said Smash because I was going to bring up the same thing that like mm-hmm. I am not somebody who's ever gotten into the like competitive Smash scene. Uh, to me, Smash is like Mario That's Kart good. where it's always been a party game for friends for me. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. like it to stay that way. Like <laughs> I, I, I will leave it there. You need to lock eyes with someone while you're chugging that beer. I'm like. Like, I'm coming for you. I I will say, watching this made me kind of want to play Burio Kart again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't drink and drive or something. Like, that just sounds like a fun fun time Um, and and make myself feel like I'm 20 years younger. (laughs) No, not 20 years, Jesus. uh, (laughs) 10 years younger. Um, But, like, yeah, I'm still coming off of it. Unfortunately, unchanged. But, like I said, I did enjoy it more than I expected. I, th- I thought I'd be pretty down on this run, and I I did have more fun watching it than I I, in- I expected to. So right now we have two votes in the eh camp and one vote in the yeah hype camp. So Luigi, where are you falling on this one? Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask Brad, like, do you think uh, how much you know you love this game uh, adds to that? That like you being so into this run because like I am. I was way into it, um, but <laughs> I'm I'm way into this game. I, I think it's it's I think it's peachy. So it is a pure nostalgia trip. It is mm-hmm. me reliving a lot of memories. Uh, I I totally appreciate extremely high level Mario Kart. I can watch snaking all day. I can hear those thumbsticks clicking, and it wasn't you know super glitch heavy outside of Bowser's Castle. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Wal- Waluigi Stadium has the one that's pretty uh, featured, but otherwise it's just classic Mario Kart. It's the choo-choo. It's what I race. But uh, I-, I can't take my nostalgia glasses off, so maybe mm. if I, I... I would hate watching Mario Kart 64 speedruns. I didn't play that game. I, I It's one of those things, but mm-hmm. I do have... I can see that. What I have a weird mm-hmm. pitch. I don't know if it'd be good. 
Um, so this is a land game. This can be up to 16 players, Mario Kart Double Dash. No one has broadband adapters for their GameCubes. Uh, we don't want 16, no, we want eight players. What if there is a speed run where everyone worked together because you only finish when the eighth player gets through the last one? Would it be interesting watching eight people work together, like synchronized swimming down a course? Oh. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Would, like, l- let's get you on the planning committee for GDQ. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be good or not, because like also the people in the back could be trying to like. Sh- I mean, you don't want to run into each other with your items, so you're all communicating right. and have yeah. I don't know. Maybe that would be interesting. And, and you want your people in the back to then become in the in front to get in first, like before the next item box, so that the next person in the back could get a, like a, a better item. And, it's, oh, and dude. you do this like rotating conveyor belt almost maybe to keep everybody as far forward as possible at all times while maximizing the power. It's like it's like bicycle racing. Yeah, I'm more excited by this dude. than by the run we just watched. <laughs> that sounds cool. I'm way, Brad, I love you so much. <laughs> I, I'm also a big, big sucker for co-op runs, though, and like mm-hmm. f- you know, interesting ways of trying to to take a game and and um, turn it almost like take a, a single player game or like a party game like this and try to turn it into a uh, like uh, Overwatch or Apex Legends or like team kind of yeah. uh, strategy game, and uh, that that sounds very fun. That'd be a neat mm-hmm. experiment experiment to do. Uh, but there were a lot of moments that I think, um, like we we saw some uh, some blue shell dodges, which are always hype as far as I'm concerned. Like even a red Ooh, shell yeah. one that like like held on to a green shell. I think it was in the Dino Land. Did not spend the green shell, the defensive green shell, because they knew they were going to be able to like out curve that red shell and like mm-hmm. the harrowing harrowing moment for me <laughs> um but taking a blue shell right before the wario or the waluigi stadium uh shortcut where they didn't know if they were going to have enough speed like they just barely got in there um the blue shell after the the bowser castle there were some devastatingly um uh, dramatic blue shells in this in this run um, that like I I don't know I I was I thought that was awesome I it, always cool to see high level play but I I think there's some level of the more broken a Mario Kart speed run is the easier it is to watch like regardless of of how well you know a game because you see it and it's that like. The like what you were talking about, Hobbs, the unintentional way of playing the game mm-hmm. makes it more into you know, the subversion of it almost makes it more interesting. Um, I, so, I will like, say on a small note to that though, because I have seen some other Mario Kart runs in the past and everything, the, the nature of checkpoints in racing games being largely invisible does hurt that aspect of it mm-hmm. a little bit, like because for a lot of those kinds of skips and and tricks. That are based around like kind of Mario Kart. We <laughs> it is often we ran off the side at the right spot or whatever, and mm. it's going to kind of look like they just ran off and died, but actually they took some extreme turn that just happened to hit an invisible checkpoint, and it's just a bit that that does put a slight knock on it for me. The um, the, the one weird thing about this the checkpoints in this game is there are like so many. Uh, invisible <laughs> checkpoints. Um, the first time I saw the checkpoint map for this game, because I just never thought about it, that you just double dash is 
impenetrable. There's no way to break it. Like, why even try to, like, investigate how the checkpoints work? Why would you do that? Um, so, like, I just never considered it. And the first time I saw the map, it was just, there's so many of them. There's, there's just, there's so many. Um, and it makes me wonder why they didn't keep a system like this going forward. Mario Kart Wii is broken in maybe... Uh, in ways that, like, I think the only one that's more broken is is Super Circuit on GBA, where you can just, like, do donuts on the finish line and get three laps or something like that. <laughs> so um, I, it always confused me as to why they, like, that was perfect. Why didn't you just stick with it? Um, and all the other games are, like, foobar. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, I don't know what the point I was making with. But, oh, yes, checkpoints. Just the checkpoint system in this game is a little weird, but... It's it, it, the more time goes on, the more people are just like, if we want to break a Mario Kart game, we have to understand the checkpoints now. We know what to do. We know how to open these games up now. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the reason why the Wii version is so much more broken is because they were still like very new to motion controls. Like that was the introduction of it. It's just like its checkpoint system is so easy to trick. Um, in a way, I haven't I haven't looked into it in a minute. I forget because I don't really like Mario Kart Wii that much. Um, so I don't really care about a lot of it. So yeah, maybe I I wouldn't find it interesting. Maybe I should watch one. Who knows? Uh, I remember playing that one a fair amount too because you know you got the steering wheel attachment for your everywhere your Wiimote. Um, <laughs> so we 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 played that quite a bit, but. I, I I am curious why, like you're saying, why they didn't just keep the really rigid checkpoints. And <laughs> the runners are probably thankful, obviously. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it is it is surprising. I would look like to look into um, like the DS and and seven for the 3DS into speed runs of that because I know they're the DS one's probably just a lot of snaking, but I don't know how glitched mm-hmm. they are. I've never even thought about checking them out. Um, yeah. But I'd, I'd be interested to see that. I I, th- I think yeah I just find these games weirdly fun and I think the the whole point of of a Mario Kart game is to maybe I'm skewed because I learned on 64 but is to figure out how broken these things can possibly get and um, and Double Dash has just always felt like a cool standout um, and there's not there's nothing there like no one's gonna show up to the party. And be hopping over Wario Stadium wall like we were talking about and being like, no, dude, get the hell out. Yeah, you just you just have to be good at the game. <laughs> like point blank. Yeah. Yeah. And like just show up with your GameCube controller and throw so down. I personally may actually I'm not going to say may. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to watch another one of these speed runs unless I'm like supporting someone. But mm. this does make me want to play Mario Kart again. So like, hey, next time we're at a GDQ. Sounds like we all are interested in Mario Kart, so maybe we should play some Need for Speed Running Mario Kart. <laughs> Synchronize Need for Speed Running Mario Kart at that. Ooh, that could be fun. Turn it into a drinking game and I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, uh, that's Mario Kart Double Dash, another one in the books. Uh, nostalgia trip, a lot of fun. And if you speedrun this game... I admire you a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, 
really do. I will say the, the display of skill was was very oh, yeah. ob- was like quite obvious, and it, and it oh, always yeah. has been for these kinds of games. I don't I don't want to feel like anybody thinks I'm diminishing the skill and the uh, practice that goes into mm. being very good at these games. It is true of any speedrun, but especially of racing game speedruns. That's the way you play the game forever is trying yeah. to be faster at them. So um, yeah, just want to make sure that was ultra clear. <laughs> And Goomba's we want everyone impressive. to know that Hobbs doesn't appreciate you. We're going to make that double clear the other direction. Not at all. Uh, we all love you and appreciate you. And that's what we do. We talk about what speedruns we like to watch here. And don't worry, I'll be watching those speedruns with Luigi, and we'll be giggling in the corner having so there's, much fun. We're going to talk about it more on the next pit stop, but there's a Mario Kart Wii and a Mario Kart 64 run at, the, um, at AGDQ 2024. So there you go. We'll finally get to talk about the games list. Let's go. And that's our segue. <laughs> so, yes, that's our next uh, pit stop, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah so, and to, and to, <laughs> to bide you over until then, um, we do other things on the Internet. Um, Ruby, what do you do on the Internet? Yeah, uh, I stream uh, speedruns and all sorts of stuff. I am an actor, interviewer, streamer, speedrunner. Uh, so I... Uh, I've been working on Shadow of the Colossus a bunch the past few months, but uh, my community actually just voted on a game that I'm going to be focusing. And this is a brand new speed run for me. I'm going to be learning Hades Fresh File, which I'm Ooh, really fresh excited about. Hard. I, I know. Here's the thing. I've seen any percent runs and mm. I was like, OK, that seems cool. But what if I go for the really awesome flex one? What if I do that? And that was the one that really appealed to me. So I'm very fascinated by it. So So you're going to run 64 heat then is what you're saying. (laughs) The one one that one person has cleared ever. I I Uh, don't know if I'm going to go to that level, but I I have been wanting to learn Hades and Transistor for quite a bit. So like I'm really really pumped to dive into that and then i also do like casual plays so uh i was playing tunic for my december subathon and uh i'm right now playing cult of the lamb so if you would like to join the crystal cult you can find me at twitch.tv slash ruby heart uh and join me over there that'd be great what about you luigi what do you do on the internet since you asked me oh i um talk about dumb things on the internet. I I was on an episode of the still loading podcast to talk about a, the first Timothy Dalton bond movie, uh, (laughs) Timothy Dalton, best bond, shut up. You're wrong. And, uh, that movie's, (laughs) that movie's really great. It's really weird. It like falls apart at the end. Um, but like 60% of that movie is like a really good spy movie, which, Bond movies aren't usually really good spy movies. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> it's it's more of just he like goes somewhere, wears a suit, uh, meets a lady, or beat beats up a guy, and then they just tell him where to go next. And uh, this movie has you're, some... you're giving us your whole review. You gotta you gotta make people watch the episode. <laughs> oh, it's four hours long. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Um, but yeah, I was on that. With it's uh, Josh runs the podcast, and then we also had. Uh, Diamond from uh, Retronauts. And so the three of us just kind of like dig into um, a pretty decent movie that ends up supporting the Mujahideen in Afghanistan in the 80s. So it's uh, it's real wild. It's a ridiculous <laughs> movie. Uh, four hour bond 
Bond reviews are things that I do for fun. So that's me. Um, <laughs> check me out on Instagram, Luigi's underscore apartment. Heck yeah. What about you, Hobbs? Uh, I play Spider-Man 2 on the internet at twitch.tv yeah. slash jhobbs296. And that, Great. I, I plan to do that for a while. So <laughs> twitch.tv slash jhobbs296. You should do that. <laughs> I'm going to play more Spider-Man 2 probably tonight. Why won't you people shut up? I just want to play the video game. <laughs> Are you having Spider-Man dreams at night? I'm not having Spider-Man dreams, mostly because I don't really tend to remember a lot of my dreams. But I will say when I lay down to bed, my brain is thinking about if there's any routing stuff I can pick up my tablet and start like doing on my tablet. Mm. <laughs> my brain will keep routing while I'm laying down. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Heck yeah, and, and Brad? I am a loaf of white Brad. You can find me on Hair of the Dogcast. It's a podcast about video games and beer. Uh, this month, we are doing what is probably going to be a three-part Final Fantasy X episode. I was aiming for two, but I am just looking at this outline, and it is getting monstrous. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a review of the Evil Dead movies. we um, That's a Patreon one. Check us out on Patreon, too. Uh, but yeah, and Christmas is coming up. I don't know what we have planned, but check out Hair of the Dogcast. And yeah, I'm Wolf of White Brad. We love video games. We love you. Thanks for listening. And join us on our next episode of Pit Stop, where we discuss the schedule for Awesome Games Done Quick, where we get very excited. And we just get we're like, ah, ah, ah. It's going to be an hour and a half of us like, that game's great. Do you want to see it? I want to see it. Yeah. Oh, what about this one? Oh, yeah. I want to see that one. I can't wait. Preview. I hear they do this Tunic's that opening. One. Tunic's opening. Yay. <laughs> Tunic's the opener. I'm so excited. And uh, Hobbs, if people well, wanted to support us at all, uh, do we do that at the end too? Yeah, yeah. Where? Nah. You can also find all of us here. <laughs> I figured I would just just no but that. Uh, now Patreon. You want to play Spider-Man too? Asking you is the wrong person. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. You all go to patreoncom so possibly bad. Give us a lot of money so I can get these people to shut up so I can play more oh. Spider-Man too. Uh, <laughs> what do we always say? Play Spider-Man 2. Shut the fuck two. up and play Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and play Spider-Man 2. Hobbs, you're turning into Venom, and we are worried about you. Listen, uh, I'm not right now, and that's the problem. I could be. <laughs> <laughs>